0: Hey, podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. For a minute you thought uh, the vicar was preaching today, huh? (laughs) Some of you might know that I like art. I do a lot of art. I, I'm a potter. I got a, a minor in studio arts from Mankato State, and my hardest course next to experimental psychology was art history. I had the roughest time trying to keep dates in my head and different pictures and the painters and all of that stuff straight, and it was, it was, it was rough. I mean... I'm amazed that I even finished college. Excuse me. I love pretty much all art. I will like music. Um, I have all sorts of different genres that I, I appreciate from Degas and all those beautiful ballerinas to Monet, to Manet, Picasso, done papers on Picassos, uh, he had some statues that he did. So going to all sorts of art museums around the world has really like, filled me up with life and with joy and light. And this Renaissance period um, that we're going to look at today is a painting by Caravaggio, Michelangelo Caravaggio. Caravaggio. I don't know if many of you are acquainted with Caravaggio. He was quite a character. Um, Joan Oxtell actually gave me a book on him a couple of years ago. And he, yeah, I'll I'll just say he was a handful. But one of the great things that he brought into the Renaissance period was something that's called chiaroscuro. And chiaroscuro is light and darkness. Chiaroscuro comes from the Italian light and darkness. It's a really interesting time because this is a time of renewal, a time of inviting new ideas into the world, but it's also, he was very edgy with his art because he didn't make it a period piece. He made it in his time and in his place. This picture that you see before you illustrates both of the texts that you just heard read, right? The Galatians as well as Acts. In my office, I have a painting by Chi of Peace Be Still. You know, Jesus is on the boat and you see a dove coming with the olive branch reminiscent of the uh, ark and Noah and reminding that we will be saved no matter what. And Jesus stands up and says, Peace be with you. To the sea, and even the wind in the sea obeyed him, and they were in awe. Today, we're looking at Saul, someone who learned to obey Jesus. So we enter in Caravaggio. As I said, Caravaggio was one of the first people to really introduce how light shines into a weary world. One of the most beautiful paintings next to this is the calling of St. Matthew. And again, he paints it in a pub in the 1600s. And you see Jesus pointing like this over to Matthew, the tax collectors, who's gathering up his coins in a pub. And it's a There's light coming all the way across his head. You didn't get a chance to see Bible study this week. There's a picture of that as well behind the screen. And I love the expression on St. Matthew's face, like, uh, who, me? (laughs) It's so realistic. And these paintings, you know, they're not tiny little paintings. They're, like, huge. They're, like, the size of the screen. Um, so this one is called The Conversion on the Road to Damascus. Now, I wish they would have called it The Calling of, of St. Paul, but they didn't do that. It was a part of a triptych, and it was installed on May 1st, 1605. Can you believe that? Saul is on the ground. He was a zealous Pharisee, and he's persecuting. Christians. Now, what makes this such a striking painting is not just the chiaroscuro, but also the posture of Saul, the presence of a horse, the attire of the two men, and the helmet and the sword cast aside. This version of Saul is wearing a garment that is a Renaissance version of the Roman soldier. You'll see that he is wearing orange. And green, tunic and boots, a red cape like a blanket beneath him. An old man, maybe a groomer. Huh? Can you see him in the shadows there? He is calming the horse and preventing the horse from actually stepping on Saul as this voice of Jesus calls out and the light strikes Saul down. The three... Saul, the groomer, and the horse are all lit up, being completely surrounded by the darkness. You can see the source of the light illuminating these three characters. The light shines in the darkness. So the question that I ask you today is, do you think Paul had a horse? Not likely. But again, he's period painting. And it's part of this painting in the brilliance of Caravaggio to illustrate having a horse like this because it illustrates pride. Paul got knocked off his high horse. He thought what he was doing was right. And it turned out that it was not right. And God turned him around, and the scales came off his eyes. That is an epiphanal moment. The posture of Saul on the ground is that of embracing a new call, a new vocation. And like Simon, now the rock, see the sermon from two weeks ago, Saul becomes Paul and one of the most powerful voices of God's love and grace in the Newer Testament. You heard Galatians and Acts, which brings me to the next question. What are the scales blinding your vision? Does pride, believing that you're right or having to be perceived of being right, block you? from the light of Christ, especially with your neighbor? Or what if you believe that someone else needs to change instead of starting with your own heart and your own spiritual health or even your own physical well-being? Not all of us will have a moment when we hear the voice of Jesus so clearly calling us as Saul, now Paul, did. But maybe that's why this sermon actually wrote itself this week. Perhaps it is time for an internal shift or change in your own spirit today. Perhaps it is time to move towards people that we don't understand very well and embrace them in a new way and see them as children of God who have actually all been named and claimed and carried the light of Christ within them, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Because God loves us so much that God gave us Jesus, who healed and taught, who reminded us to drag people in from the margins and tend to them. Because God loves us so much that we are named and claimed again and again and again, and we need to hear it again and again and again. Because God loves us so much that we cannot help but love our neighbor, but also learn how to love our enemy. That is our kaleo, our calling, our vocari, our vocation, siblings and saints. And for that good news, we can all say, thanks be to God.